Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharp Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to another riveting episode of Mentoring, Mentoring for, for the, the Modern, Modern Musician. Musician. And this one, we're going to call this the South by Southwest episode. Yes. Right? With AJ Toby. With AJ Toby. Well, because head of AR for Rough Trade Publishing. Exactly. And uh, the, I cannot think of a person that I would rather talk to about South by. No, I can't either. It, it, he, because he doesn't complain about it. No. He, I think he actually likes... He does. I really do. I think he actually likes... Well, going. I mean, he says it. He says as much, but... but yeah. Like, he really does it. And again, no, yeah. I, you know... I've uh, always felt that way. We, and there's been a lot of people that we've talked to who are like, oh, I love oh, South by... Well, we, I, we mentioned it uh, briefly in the middle of talking to him, but there was yeah. that one thing. We were out to dinner, and he sh- it was the week before South by. <laughs> yeah. And he showed us his schedule. <laughs> just... I wanted to take a nap right then. And I was there. just like, I, just I can't... Was like, I can't I need to prep for this. There's not enough coffee in the I was planet like pulling to keep away me away from it. My eyes! Ah! <laughs> exactly. Just the idea of yeah. all those commitments so in that one many, period of time. Yeah, so many commitments for a, just a six-day period of time. But that's, And this is a great example. Look, yeah. if you want to be in that part of the industry, right? Absolutely. That's the passion well, but you, you have know, to have for you it. Know, again, if you want to be in any part of the industry, because if you're a band, you want to play there as many times during the week as you possibly can. Yeah. And that means that you have to figure out how to get there, how to yep. pay for it, where to park, yep. where to stay. Yep. What kind of gigs you're going to do on the way to it. What right. kind of gigs you're going to do on the way home. Exactly. There's a lot of work involved. And it can be amazing. Yeah. Well, you get to play music. Right. And I think that the way AJ would talk about it is he gets to go listen to music. <laughs> exactly. Go work with bands and, and make you know, things happen. And, and uh, He has a lot, but but really, how bad is that? Exactly. Right? Exactly right. So so, so we're very excited about this. So here we are, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Enjoy another conversation. Another conversation. With AJ Toby. AJ Toby, thank you, sir. Hello. Thank How's you going? for good man. Happy to be here. Thanks for being on the podcast again. You know, uh, you, you were, were the first guest. You were our first, AJ. Was that the first? You were. Is that you true? Were, that's yes, true. It is absolutely true. I don't know if I realized that. I guess yeah. I might have realized that. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm honored and, and happy to be back. Absolutely. Uh, for, for your last, I assume. Is no, this no, it? <laughs> no, no, no. We're gonna keep going. We're just uh <laughs> No, but when point. it gets to that point, we'll make sure that you're that That's you're exactly the last right. one. Yeah. Okay. And and uh, did you want to just dive into episode four, or has this <laughs> not turned into a Game of Thrones podcast like everything else? <laughs> this is not. We're no Game of Thrones necessary on this one. Right. There are other podcasts taking care of this. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're you're trying a different path than every other podcast <laughs> I listen to. There you go. All right. So we're we we're are, always we're, being different. You know, you know. You know us. We're always trying to be original, man. <laughs> sure. So one of the things we thought um, you are in a unique position to talk about um, that people know about, but but not not everybody has had the consistent experience uh, that you have is is uh, South by Southwest, and this was your fifteenth year. It was of yeah. going of going to South by Southwest, right? Yep, so at, in a row, which is amazing, a little bit crazy. <laughs> It's exhausting to reflect on, but I bet fun it is. every time. <laughs> well, I, like I told you, man, that that one time when you showed us your schedule, I, I of got what tired you were going to do for that week. Literally, I, I got tired just looking at it. I was like, I, I think I need to lie down. I just exactly. Need to, I need to I lie was, down. Just think about that. Sometimes I start to weep just a little bit. <laughs> like I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could handle that project. So, but so like, what if 
what have you seen in the last 15 years with that? Like, how's it changed? How does it? What, well, what is it, first of all, for people who might um, not know? Sure. Uh, I mean, I think it gets billed as a music festival. It is really very far from that. It's much more of a music conference, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, in the fact that most of the attendees are people who work in music um, yeah. on, on the music industry side. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there are plenty of, uh, of people that go just for fun. I certainly know of many who have in the past. Um, but I feel like it's, uh, it's really geared more towards um, people that are either working in the industry, aspiring to do so, um, or are a musician artist themselves. Um, and uh, it's, it's, I'd call it a networking event, but it's tens of thousands of people that go, so it's it's a bit chaotic, um, and it's it's more of a uh, you get out of it what you put into it. It is what you make of it entirely. Um, yeah. It doesn't really uh, provide anything for you specifically. Um, it's just kind of uh, everything is is there for you to seek out yourself. Um, it's not like you get there and they hand you a name tag and send you into the room and you just start <laughs> shaking hands with people. Um, they, you literally get there and they hand you two drink tickets, um, and they, they tell you that it's, they're good for a a drink someplace, um, that I've never bothered to even look for because generally my, my week starts the moment I pick up my badge, uh, at the conference center and, uh, intend to walk out of that and and directly to some sort of a show or a day party or to meet somebody that I work with. But, um, so I think that South by Southwest is a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, and I think that people get different things out of it. And some people go um, just for a lighter experience of being able to wander around and, and see new artists um, and learn things about the, of what's going on in music right now. Um, other people go to have meetings um, to meet with people that they've either been trying to get face-to-face with but have never been in the same city with. Um, or, uh, you know, which is good for overseas stuff. If you're an artist sure. that's looking to expand into overseas, there's a, there's a big contingent of people that come over um, from all over the world, and that's a great place to meet up with them. Yeah, um, If you're not, not going to be in their country or they're not going to be in your city anytime soon. Um, and uh, for, for me, I, I tend to... I tend to have a lot of bands playing that I work with. Um, this year was on the, the low side. Um, I, it's been double uh, this in the past, but I think I was at 26 artists that I look after. <laughs> that That's were all? Performing. So it's usually just, 50? Uh, just so 26? Chill, chill year. Yeah. Right, chill. Really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just keeping track of 26 really bands. To... <laughs> Piece of cake. 26 bands, and is it five days? Yeah, uh, I went Monday to Sunday, so okay. You know, oh, Six days on the so ground. Good six uh, days on the ground for twenty-six yeah. bands. Oh yeah, no problem. Piece of cake. Uh, yeah, I think I saw most of them. Some of them a couple of times. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, you can you know you can spend your week um, in any variety of ways that could be beneficial to you and what you're trying to accomplish. Some people just book meetings all day every day they just wander around jumping from meeting to meeting or they you know post up shop in their hotel lobby and and people meet them there Um, i have a friend who once went and spent two full days um just at a table of a hotel restaurant that was out on the curb Uh, like there was a few tables out that was their outdoor seating was like curb seating um Okay. And he just sat there with bottles of rosé that would just get refilled as they would empty, 
and people would just walk by and see him and duck in and just sit with him and have a glass of rosé. And he just did that for like eight hours straight, two days in a row. Didn't make one meeting and said he met with like 45 people. <laughs> wow. So there, there, there's any number of ways to do this. Um, that one yeah. was, I found very impressive. Also, um, not the way I'd prefer to do it, but no. if you this guy, it would make sense. Um, That's more like the Godfather so, thing, like where, you know, they, they come to you. Yeah, oh, right? for sure. He was just picking people off the sidewalk left and right. Like, hey, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> have a seat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've gotten to a point where I, I no longer schedule meetings. Um, I've got so many bands to look after, and that has to be my number one priority, that if there's anybody I want to meet with, I generally, they ask me for a meeting. I um, counter with, when are you thinking? Um, and then they give me a, a time frame uh, <laughs> on a certain day, and then I tell them what two or three shows I'll be bouncing around to during that hour yeah. and, uh, and tell them they're welcome to join me <laughs> for any of them or all of them, and we can certainly chat at the shows, but I, I do have places that I need to be, and I'm at a point now where I can no longer really carve out a lot of time just to, to sit around and, and chat with people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, I live in New York, you know, um, right. and I'm in L.A. often enough that it's a lot, a lot of the people that you do run into that you want to see are people that you're kind of already seeing in, in the regular world on a regular basis anyway. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I'd rather focus my time on trying to see crazy bands from Japan that are only playing the U.S. for that sure. one week. So you said uh, New York and L.A. You're still doing Nashville trips, though, too. Yes. Uh, yeah, Nashville is still uh, somewhat on the radar, not as much as it was, but um, but yeah, still still back and forth out of there. Um, slightly different initiative down there at this point, but still sure. a great stable of artists that we work with who uh, who, are, who are doing incredible work um, and uh, and still working very closely with them. So yeah, yeah, still in and out of there. So as uh, um, as head of A&R for Rough Trade, what is your responsibility to your bands while you're there? Um, I mean, what are you trying to do for it? What is it? What's the, what's the end game? It varies by the band for sure. Um, there are bands go for different reasons. Um, a good reason to go to South by is because there is something on your team that is missing. Um, whether, whether you don't have a booking agent or a manager or you're looking for a new label or, um, it, it ends up being an opportunity to showcase for pretty much the entire music industry. Um, so as, as a band looking for uh, a piece of that puzzle, um, a good strategy or what a lot of bands have done and been successful with is to go down there and book you know, five to eight shows over the course of, of four or five days. Sure. Um, and to kind of target the people that you would want to work with in those areas and to hit them up with your schedule a week or two before it mm-hmm. starts mm-hmm. Um, so that they are aware of the five to eight times they will have to be able to see you play. <laughs> yeah, uh, And at that point, you can kind of figure out whether or not they're interested because they can figure it out if they need to. And if yeah, they still don't right. show up, then they probably don't want to work with you. Right. But uh, if they actually do want to work with you and are just curious about the live show uh, as a component of why they would want to, um, then it's a great opportunity for them to be able to see you. Um, I've discovered many a band uh, at South By over the years um, <laughs> and have a really awful habit of, of seeing a band early in the week and absolutely falling in love with them and, and then going to see them five more times throughout that week. Uh, which is some, something I've done on multiple occasions. But that's a, great, uh, and, that's, that's a great thing for a band to know about people who are 
like you are about music, where if you're passionate about something, oh, you're going to go at it, and you'll be oh, interested sure. in working with it. And, and that's kind of how the week works as well. You know, for the people that are, are making meetings in their hotel um, day in and day out, and then maybe hitting a showcase or two only in the evenings, um, you know, they're they're sticking to an agenda, and they've probably got meetings for a reason, and there's conversations that need to take place that they've decided are going to happen that week, and hopefully they all accomplish their missions. But I prefer right. to bump into the people that are doing what I'm doing who are freaking out about the band they saw early in the week and have seen twice <laughs> since and are going to see three more times. I want to find that person and I want them to tell me all about it so that I can go see them those last three times with them. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so like that's, that's more what's fun for me um, is, is being able to kind of ride the wave. I mean, I've always got targets in mind. I mean, like I said, 20, 26, 27 bands playing that we already <laughs> look after. Um, so, you know, of course, if they send me what their agenda is, Hey, I'm looking for a booking agent. These are all of our shows. Like, sure. Then I'll slash my booking agent friends with their flyer and let them know about the band and send the record or whatever. Um, and, and show up at the show. And of course, if I see any of those people, you know, and try to talk up the band while they're playing and, kind of hang with them and, and whatever. So there's that end of it. Um, but beyond that, I'm also looking for new talent. Um, so I kind of, I roll in with my, my little list of, of the things that, I, that have kind of appealed to me uh, in the process leading up to South by for whatever reason that I would like to, to check out live and see what that's all about. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, it ends up being twice as many um, that, that, that are on that list already of bands you hear about once you're there. Oh, that's awesome! There, so there is so much to unpack in the in the last two two minutes of what you just said. That, Absolutely. That, that, so, um, the first thing that I want to just double back on and is to say you mentioned if you're a band and you want you're looking for something like this, this is a great place for you to showcase. And yes. I, I would I, the first thing I would ask about that then is who books those shows for the band? How does that happen? <laughs> Um, there are a very large variety of different entities booking these events. So, yeah. um, the structure of, of the conference as, as it pertains to the, the performance aspect is that, um, basically every night starting at 8 PM are official showcases. Okay. Um, so, so the city of Austin is, uh, has no shortage of, of bars and clubs <laughs> that have stages and PAs and right. they will, you know, utilize just about anything and turn it into a venue, food truck, you know, hotel, <laughs> bathroom, whatever. Uh, so there are literally thousands of places that you can play. Um, and then it's a matter of, uh, you know, the, the evening showcases are booked by the conference itself. South mm -hmm. by has a submission process or uh, w whether it's, you know, you're an individual band, you send in your application, they review it, they let you know whether or not they're going to allow you to participate. If they say that you are, then they're going to um, probably assign you a showcase slot um, somewhere uh, throughout the week in that 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, window of time. You'll either play, you know, probably on the hour, 8, 9, 10, up to 1 a.m. Right. Um, or, you know, labels can also submit where then they would get probably uh, a full showcase to themselves where they get the entire evening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at a venue where they can then pick the lineup from their own roster. Um, yeah. Sometimes, gotcha. you know, gotcha. a, cu a couple of labels will team up. Um, if, oh. if, if someone, someone doesn't have enough bands going um, to fill the whole night, then maybe two or three labels will kind of split the night. Uh, maybe they'll alternate. Maybe they'll take three at a time um, and do it in chunks. Um, 
uh, booking agencies generally will, will have their own. Basically, people are creating uh, situations for the bands they work with to have a uh, an evening showcase that they have control over. If right. the, the if the conference is picking your your slot, you're totally like it's it's a matter of luck whether or not you'll be playing in front of anyone <laughs> or not. You could be right, right. aisle outside of town at 1 a.m. and uh, you know, in a, in a in a in a neighborhood where everything closes at eleven, so everyone vacated. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, so it's you're kind of at their mercy um, at that point whether or not right. it's going to be worthwhile. But if you're working with somebody that that you already work with, who's putting the show together, then you should you know trust them to put an evening together that will hopefully be full of the right people for the duration of the evening. Um, so, so those are sort of the, the different scenarios for those evening showcases. Then, and in, in most bands play only one evening showcase throughout the whole week. Okay. Uh, they always make exceptions if there's a buzzy band, an overseas band, something that people are really talking about, and they're not worried about um, people not showing up to everyone because they're mm-hmm. playing more than one. Mm-hmm. Then they'll allow some bands to play multiple nights like Fontaine's DC I think played every night um, this wow. week uh, just because of all the crazy buzz that they had going on with the new album and whatever so um, wow. so there was there was that um, and then during the day is pure chaos um <laughs> it is uh, there's no rules anyone can rent a venue any venue any space any and any creative idea you have where you can have bands perform in a scenario um you you know they you can rent a space as a you know if you're a blog magazine if you're right. again a booking agency label like a lot of times labels will do an official showcase to also throw a day party just again to give right. their bands two chances to play a well curated event uh, most yeah, of the major right. blogs do them uh, I mean any any brand any anyone can do it uh, yeah. like if you, as long as you're you're willing to pay what the venue is asking for the rental fee and sure. and you know pay the staff and you know, it doesn't hurt to have something for free from behind the bar, whether yeah. it's through a through a liquor sponsor <laughs> or something, yeah. um, and just to try to get more people in the room. But uh, and for those bands, can play as many as they want. So this okay. is when bands will play two or three shows during the day. Um, it like you know, there are plenty of bands that just book a show every two hours and they just play, pack up, get to the next ones, and right. just repeat over and over and over again um so so the days are a bit more more crazy and 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 kind of more fun and relaxed and most of those shows are just free um you need a badge to get into the evening showcases uh, that you would get from the festival which is not necessarily cheap um yeah i think i think you can get as a student um i believe there's there's all sorts of tiered pricing um but Mm -hmm. also plenty of schools uh send students and and pay for it for them if you're a part of the the radio station or the the business program or whatever you know there's there's plenty of schools that have a partnership with soft buyer from what i can tell right um but uh yeah so uh, that, that's kind of the the structure of of the days and the different ways that bands can um participate in it the other thing that i wanted to follow up on is um when you go so like a band will let you know as their you know for rough trade as their their a and r guy that hey we're looking for a manager we're looking for you know uh, a booking agent, maybe, and then you try to facilitate that through your connections. Is that did I hear that right? Is that I, I try to help with it where I can. I make no promises uh, as a publisher. Sure. It's certainly not our responsibility not as a company. Right. Uh, I just to, was surprised to, to put hear a you team say that. together. Yeah. But 
uh, as, as a publisher, uh, we're going to be more successful, uh, the, the better a band is doing overall. Sure. So, of course, if there's anything I can do to help that along, um, I'm always willing to. Um, I'm, I, I'm happy to help shop albums or bands for, for various ideas. Um, but uh, sometimes, you know, it's out of my reach, it's out of my realm, um, and sometimes it's, uh, it's just a few phone calls away. And, and of course, if I can, then, then I will, yeah. So that is, but that is the kind of thing that happens a lot where different members of the team, like say there was a manager that knew they were looking for a booking agent, they might, and there, you guys were already representing the band, they might reach out to you and say, hey, I'm thinking this, is there anybody you know that's looking for this kind of thing? In yeah, I have these conversations every day, absolutely. Um, it's centered around South by and otherwise around the, the rest of the year as well. And, it's um, and that's why I wanted to, to bring that up. That's a part of the networking part of the industry, the part of everybody knows everybody part of the industry that I think lots of people misunderstand. That it, it's good for you to have, if you have a band, it's good for you. I mean, you won't have a band that doesn't have a really good manager and it's good for the manager and for you for that band to also have a good booking agency and, 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 and. And so everybody's interested in having a good team put together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what's going to ultimately, you know, um, step one, have good songs. Um, and then step <laughs> two, get people behind you in those songs that can get other people to listen to them, yeah. um, preferably on a, on a larger scale. Um, and and this is, yeah, this is how this happens. This is how, you know, half of the bands that I sign come from a trusted source and generally somebody I'm already working with in some capacity, you know, and like, Hey, I just picked up this band for management. Check it out. They don't have a publisher. I'm like, all right, well, you have good taste and I like working with you. Right. This is good. Why wouldn't I do it? Absolutely. Well, and so interesting. And it also that I, I love the way you're talking about this because it also helps dispel the myth about South by Southwest that, a band, an unknown band from nowhere that nobody's ever heard of. All you have to do is get a spot at South by, and you will get <laughs> discovered, and you will be on your way and be amazing. Oh it's, boy! Right, right. Yeah. Like, because that's the thing. That's that is the the that the sort of be the magical thinking narrative, right? That you get one magical gig. Right, the fantasy. The fantasy. The one magical gig, and then there it's it. I've, I've got it. And it's not one a thing I didn't mention was that I think probably 80, 85 percent of the shows that are, are taking place at South by are of um, complete uselessness um, <laughs> where there's n nobody going to them. Um, I'm glad they all exist. It looks great on a schedule when a band right. posts it to have those extra four shows that right. they really didn't have to play. Yeah. Um, right, right. But in order for it to be worth their while, you really do need to have two or three shows that you know are going to be great. If you don't get accepted into the conference or you do directly and they put you on some weird show that's not going to be good and that's all you've got and you're just – adding whatever you can get your hands on just because you heard there's a show and you hit up somebody through email and they said, sure, why not? You can play, you know, that show's probably going to run three hours late anyway. And anyone that would actually be trying to see you um, is going to miss your set regardless. Um, so the, the key more so is to try and hinge the entire week off a few meaningful plays. Um, yeah, and uh, and then fill in the gaps as as you're comfortable doing. That's great. I love that because again, that's that's the when you said, "Oh boy," that's the, I love that answer because <laughs> that's exactly. you know that's the whole. All right, let us you know pull the curtain back 
on this magical thinking, right? I mean, as a band, South by is expensive, inconvenient, uncomfortable. <laughs> um, you're you're sleeping in the van or on a floor somewhere miles outside of town. Right. There's nowhere to park near any of the venues. Most of the streets are shut down. <laughs> um, it, it is it is you know too hot uh you're playing <laughs> outdoors in the blazing sun half the time right, right. uh there's no water plenty of beer <laughs> like you're just gonna get yourself in trouble <laughs> that's aw- well what i love about you talking about this and, and describing it this way and and like michael where you're saying unpacking all the stuff that aj was saying yeah is that this sounds like a really great um way to think about your career like treat your career and understand your career like you would treat south by understand that there isn't one magic bullet anywhere in your career and aj like you said first have great songs have great songs right let's start by being awesome be talented be something that is going to be of value to everybody that's true and real and for South by have great songs, but also be great live is yes. equally important. Because if those songs Beautiful. get lost in translation on the live show, um, then no one will even realize how great your songs are. And it was, again, a wasted trip in the first place. Right, great right. point. So make sure you're ready for this kind of an experience. Yeah, be, be great live under the most possibly stressful scenario ever as a band. <laughs> I should add that in. And then probably all, the, the constant one that was, is just sort of a – that we always talk about a lot uh, is, you know, don't be a dick. Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, unavoidable at times because take the worst sound guy at the worst <laughs> venue you've ever met on tour. And now think about the guy that got – fired before that guy and he's the one that got hired towards the, the show at South by and it's a and it's a he's town the one full picking up freelance gigs right, uh, right. that week you know yeah so so try not to be a dick but but some people uh that that week there are certainly exceptions <laughs> well that's good see and, 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 and an industry veteran like you is going to understand that so you'll be able to see be able to that. say that so the other thing that you mentioned that i thought was really really cool to hear um, that I don't want to gloss over is when you said that you will have a list of the kinds of things that you are looking to do while you're there. And or looking for. Or, or looking for. Yeah, but mostly just a list of bands that I'm trying to see. Um, and so sometimes I have the, the, the the luxury of being able to email the manager and getting that schedule sent over. Sometimes I'm on Facebook trying to yeah. look for random flyers that they posted because they're not organized enough to have it all in one place. Um, but the idea being that I've got a full schedule of things I want to see with as many options to do so as possible. Yeah. And so the easier the easier that bands make it for you to know where the hell they're going to be, the more likely it is that they're going to see you at one of their shows. Yeah, I would actually say that's very important, and there's probably a lot of bands that I would have loved to have seen that I just gave up on trying to because they did not, you know, because on their on their website or, or, or whatever page they kind of use, instead of having the, uh, the the each individual show that they're playing with what's most important, their set time, um, they just block off a week and say, South by. <laughs> like, oh. they're just going to be there, and like, we're all going to find out about it on our own somehow. 
Um, if a band actually lists out every single show and is like, we're on at 2.30 this day, we're on at 4.30 this day, we're playing at 1, 3, and 5 on this day, um, then I'm going to write it all down. I'm probably going to see one of them. If they just say we're playing the this showcase that starts at 1 p.m. Um, and goes all night, uh, then, I mean, uh, what do I do with that? <laughs> you know, I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to sit around all day at the showcase waiting for them to go on. But if I know for a fact they play at 345, then I'll probably get there at 350 and, uh, and check out a handful of songs. That, all I, right. So I love the idea of you just like, well, they're going to play sometime between one and uh, two in the morning. I'm just going to hang right. out at this spot. Right. 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 <laughs> Which is, you know, an understandable mentality for a band playing a show. I mean, that's the courteous move, really. Um, if you're, if you're playing a show and there's three or four bands on the bill, then yeah, that's cool. If you know you've got people coming, and you want them to see all the bands, and you know you can keep that a little bit ambiguous. Everyone's going out for the night anyway, just to one location. But for South by Southwest, it is so important that you were very specific. You need to be very selfish that week, um, yeah. and you need to make it about you, and you need to make sure that that it's centered on you. Everyone's looking out for themselves, and it kind of has to be that way because everyone has a lot to keep track of. And I'm, I'm going to sort of dive in on that too and, and make even clearer what you were just saying, which is if you are a band and you want people to come see you at South By or anywhere, make it easy for them to plan around it. Everybody's busy. Everybody is doing too many things and it needs to be in too many places. And... I mean, there's a possibility there's a you're so you're saying there's a band you want to see. Oh, man, I really want to check them out at South by and you can't find out when they're showcasing. You've only got so much time. You're not going to see them. Yeah. I mean, if I never find out when they're playing, then I don't know how I would in the first place. Right. I also, <laughs> I've also only set aside so much time for myself the week before to track right. down these schedules right. and write them down and put them in my phone so that I have them when I when I have a minute free and I can. Be like, oh, wow, I've got a half hour to kill. Where am I and what's happening near me? And I can look at my schedule and see if there was anything I wanted to see um, that's in my proximity and easy to get to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what I was getting at when I'm th- when I'm uh, trying to – was talking about the list. So it's – you give yourself basically the week before and you sort of go, all right, I'm going to see what I can gather, what information I can gather to sort of plan out this week other than the 26 to 52 bands that I am representing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, I ask around. People also start sending me the people that you know normally send sure. me stuff to consider for signing. Lawyers, managers are also sending schedules around. I always try to listen through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Anything that people have been talking about, anything that's already caught my eye. Um, a lot of overseas stuff. Um, things I've been hearing about that are that are doing well in the UK um, that haven't made it over here yet. If that's coming through, then you know that usually goes on the list too. If if anything, just yeah. to see what the hype's all about. Sure. Um, and yeah, I try to put uh, try to put together a schedule um, for myself that makes sense. And a lot of it does just kind of sit there as a backup plan. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I always kind of have enough that I that I'm really in, either really interested in or already working with um, to kind of fill every hour of every day. <laughs> yeah. um, but but sometimes it's over ambitious and and I can't get to that thing. So instead, I go, well, that's too far. I'll never get there in time. What's next door? And then I can look at my schedule and see, is there anything happening on this block um, that I wrote down because I was curious about it? And uh, and I will duck into things consistently um, for that reason. Oh, totally makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So then I think the next thing that I'd love to talk about is asking you what kind of 
changes, both better, best, both for the good and for the and for the not so good, you've seen over the last fifteen years? Um, sure. I mean, the, the conference itself has been going on for much, much longer than yeah. that. Um, yeah. So I, I still feel like I'm in on the tail end of it. You know, maybe eventually <laughs> I'll get to what I consider the back half. Um, <laughs> but uh, it is uh, I, the changes I've seen when I started going 15 years ago. Um, it was, I mean, it was an eye-opening new experience for sure. me as, sure. uh, as a kid in his early 20s and. Um, just sort of overwhelmed in a good way with, with everything around me. I was working with a couple different labels at the time, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and I kind of stuck to them and their schedules and just sort of took the relationships I already had with the people that I was dealing with who I hadn't met yet um, and kind of spent the week with them. I remember spending a lot of time with the Barsook Records guys, a lot of time with the Dangerbird sure. guys, um, and just kind of uh, 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 staying on their circuits. They each had enough going on that I could kind of bounce around and just keep seeing their bands and then, uh, you know, things I wanted to see for fun, just out of my own personal taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't in a position to really be signing bands at the time. I was marketing my marketing company. Um, so any opportunity that I, I felt like I could maybe get myself hired on something, I certainly sure. was seeking out those opportunities. Right. Um, but, um, it was, yeah, I mean, so personally, it was it was definitely like an early stages of growth for me in yeah. the music industry. Um, and uh, it so it felt smaller. I don't know if it was. I, <laughs> I, my, my world was smaller. Sure, <laughs> um, right, sure, sure. As I said, it is what you make of it. You can head out to a ranch a mile outside of town that has day parties and evening shows and just hang out there and never see anything or anybody except yeah. for what's going on there. Um, or you can be right in the heart of downtown where there's a, you know, 10, 15 venues on every block and, uh, and just bounce around wow. and see a thousand things. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that week was a, uh, the first week for me was a combination of that. I just remember it being, um, not overly corporate, um, a lot of great showcases from a lot of great labels and people, um, right. and got to see a lot of cool stuff and meet a lot of people that I, I had not met face to face yet. Um, over the course of a few years, things started to get a bit out of hand. Um, this was... I don't know what the, the, the marker in time, the catalyst for it was, but <laughs> yeah. it all of a sudden just became a feeding frenzy for big corporations. And I think that the uh, the the culmination of it all, the, the apex of that moment was the first year of the Doritos stage, the, the infamous <laughs> Doritos stage, uh, which is still the thing that will it will never not be mentioned in any conversation about South by <laughs> with anyone that was there that year. Um where, uh, and, um, well, I guess fortunately or unfortunately, I got to experience it incredibly firsthand. A band that I was managing at the time um, was asked to perform on said stage. Uh, mm-hmm. and it, was in, it was a day party on the first day that the stage was up, um, and it was, um, uh, it was curated by uh, the band's publisher. Um, they were like, hey, we're throwing a day party. It's on a stage sponsored by Doritos. Are you interested in playing? And of course, we're like, yeah, why wouldn't we? Sure, That's right. great. Course, we got the, we get, we get, like, as I said, we have the label showcase in the evening. Now we've got the publisher showcase during the day. Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll build from there. Um, and so 
didn't read into it too much, didn't really flip through the packet that they sent, just sort of wrote the address and time down as I was even then um, okay about getting information out early, yeah. <laughs> trying to make it available to people. Right, right. Um, so it was Dorito stage in this parking lot uh, at this address. Like, okay, well, I've heard weirder things, especially for South by. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, we show up for load in and sound check uh, uh, in the morning, and there is a um, five-story Doritos uh, uh, vending machine in the middle of this parking lot with bags of Doritos the size of three people. Um, and <laughs> it's what? this insane contraption and there's quarters the size of 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 you (laughs) that you are supposed to put into the machine and then an actual normal size bag of doritos comes out they were launching the um was it the what the 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 bigger crunchier ones what were those called i don't know if they even lasted i Uh, I don't even i have no memory of that whatsoever it was like, I mean, it was, it was definitely like the worst idea in the sense that <laughs> let's make a Dorito that doesn't fit in your mouth in, your in mouth. one go. Yeah. Right. You, have to, go. you have there to go. bite it. Like, it was just, <laughs> I, 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 it was it was very bizarre. And we showed up and we were like, uh-oh, this is oh, going to be a no. thing. So they were the second band to play it at all. <laughs> Oh. Uh, and, and, and in the evening, it was all sponsored events, Snoop and Gaga, and you know, they were really utilizing it in, in, in the evening as like these sort of bigger, like you know, corporate sponsored headliners, right, right, um, yeah. to to put to push the brand of Doritos, or you know, I think some of them were collaborations where it's like, oh, it's Doritos and E-shirts, what a combination! Like <laughs> <laughs> only at South by and those two team up, so. Um, so that, that yeah, uh, it's now gone down in history as as the 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 biggest blemish on South by <laughs> is the Dorito stage, and I have the pleasure of uh, sharing the experience that I spent 40 minutes on that stage wow. uh, on the on the first day of it being up. Um, which was ridiculous because it was also the stage itself was the size of a medium-sized festival stage in this small parking lot next oh to the Hilton, God. like in the middle God. of downtown. <laughs> so, wow. um, so that was sort of the the peak of that era, and and to kind of um, perpetuate the point I just made, you know, so that also was the. Not not just the era of eyesores, but also um, overspending on on big secret headliners. And oh, that that was when you know Stubbs is the big outdoor venue. It still only holds maybe three thousand people. It's certainly not an amphitheater. It's, it's right. not a, an mm-hmm. arena. It's nothing like that. It's a it's a it's a club. It's a venue. It's just an outdoor space. Yeah. Um, similar to a, a, just a large large venue in any other city. Um, and you know, they would have most of those nights would be unannounced until the day of. And you know, I saw Metallica there. I saw okay. uh, wow. you know, they like they the, the Foo Fighters would play. Like they would just do wow. these crazy, sponsored, secret, massive arena-sized headliners that they'd probably pay millions of dollars, <laughs> and it would be a branded event from some big dumb corporation that you don't actually care about. <laughs> Um, and, and it's a ploy to have to 
sign up online and obviously like get marketed to for the rest of your life right. <laughs> uh, for, a, for a chance to get a lottery ticket to wait in line for three hours to, right. you know, I, I would, if, it, if there was one of those headliners that would be of interest, that would be immediate question. Who's opening. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah. Right. <laughs> And and if it's someone I work with, well, I guess I'll go if they can get me in. <laughs> but nice. I'm not going to play that game. But we also had plenty of bands that weren't on that massive level kind of cashing in on those as well. Like bands that aren't even playing the festival just be like, oh, no, I'm showing up. We're playing one set. We're getting a boatload of money for it. Um, and we just have to talk about how nice our free watches are. Uh, in between one song, I love it. So a, a, a lot of a lot of silliness that that really didn't seem to add up, um, right. and we kind of had to endure that for many a year. And then, you know, music industry started to do what it does, and its its little downturn uh, right. started to take place. And yeah. and then all of a sudden, they introduced Interactive Week at South by Southwest, which is based on startups and tech companies and apps and all of the things that all of the money has gone into in the past few right, years. Right. Uh, and uh, all of the sponsors immediately pivoted and uh, threw all of their money and energy into those events that took place um, the week before music started. Okay. And then we were, uh, we were left alone again. And slowly over the last few years, we've, we've kind of worked ourselves down to a point where there are no big, crazy headliners. Um, no, no big surprises that people were freaking mm -hmm. out about. Um, no, no bands that that would cause for there to be massive lines at showcases. Um, it just kind of got back to to what I remember it being when I started going, which was a lot of cool bands, many of which are from overseas who don't get to play over here very often, playing as many shows as they can, so that all these people uh, have the chance to check them out. And I feel like this year the lines were shorter, nothing was overcrowded. I got to see everybody I wanted to see because even wow. the big buzzy bands that had a million shows like Black Midi and Fontaine's and whatever else was with uh, the big talked about ones, um, they were playing enough shows that people didn't have to wait in line. If, if it was full, just look at your calendar and say, yeah, I'll see them again in two hours. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's and awesome. And then maybe, maybe get to that one a minute earlier. But, um, but there was no waiting in line because I have to see this. Um, this is my only chance. It was, right, uh, right. It, was, it was, you know, it was spread out enough that um, you were always kind of confident you get to see everything you wanted to. So that's that's been the main change that uh, that I noticed. It just felt less chaotic um, this year, being the the high point of of the, the least amount of chaos. Well, and certainly it sounds like that goes hand in hand with it being less corporate. I mean, with less money getting injected into it, there's definitely right. less bands willing to play. The, the Foo Fighters <laughs> don't need to show up at South by. There's really right. nothing left right. on their <laughs> agenda that they have to check off that is going to happen there that week. Right. Um, they uh, they could sit that one out unless if somebody uh, made it worth their while. So. Right, exactly. Yeah, their fan building is not really an issue for them anymore. Well, and so for the for the aspiring and and uh, emerging artists, make sure that you. Are are playing live make sure that you are building a fan base make sure that you have merch make sure that you are interacting with your your fan base and please know how to work a merch table know how to and, work a merch table and interact and with fans there's my little yeah I, I i second all that availability and uh uh direct interactions whether those are face-to-face -face at the merch table whether that's being so charismatic on stage that people leave your show feeling like they know you yes. now 
Great um, point. Or, or just responding to comments on your Facebook page um, and, and trying to be funny or playful or, or just nice. Yeah. Um, it go, goes a long way. You'd be surprised how, how meaningful those tiny um, little moments can be for a fan and uh, how it may keep you on the top of the pile, whereas – you know, they can listen to anything they want right now. Right the second. They can open their phone up and dial up any song from any band. And uh, your goal as an artist is to be that band they go to because they've still got some warm and fuzzy feeling in their brain about you and want to keep that feeling going by putting music on. Yeah. All right. There that, you go. That's it, man. That's that's right there. That is. We're going to loop that. That's the button. <laughs> That's what we're going to loop so everybody can hear it. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for doing this with us today, man. Yeah. No, we, thanks, guys. Always you know, a pleasure. We, oh, absolutely. we really, really did want to talk about South By with you because, you know, we really, there's no one that we know who has enjoyed it more, been there more, hated it more. <laughs> And I, just I, reveled I, in I it. do feel like it's a test of, of my insanity, um, how I, <laughs> I catch myself begrudgingly looking forward to it every year. That's it, exactly. Um, right. As it nears, and well, how everybody else on the internet just complains about it, and I just look at them like, you should be so lucky. <laughs> Is our, are our lives that bad? <laughs> exactly. Man, I love the way you said it. That's exactly why we wanted to talk to you about it, because it's the begrudgingly looking forward to it that yeah. I have experienced being in your orbit over the years. Absolutely, beautiful. man. Love that. Beautiful. All right, AJ, you're the man. We really appreciate you giving us your time, man. Thanks, guys. You guys are the best. <laughs> that was awesome. Grudgingly looking forward to. I love that. That should be on a business card. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Grudgingly looking forward to working with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> like that's... I don't know. It would have to be a really specific I don't know. kind of business. You could do that as a to plumber. Have that on, to have that on. Well, right? Nah, I don't want my plumber grudgingly working with me at all. You're right. Grudgingly yeah, looking forward to put it. That in your business card. Don't put that on your business card. <laughs> it's, you know, it's what Adam does. It's, it's what he sleeps in sometimes. It's what I sleep in like... sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there you go. So, if you're in this for the long haul, you guys, yeah, have a passion for it. Yes, have good people skills. Be organized. Understand be, it's the long game. Be nimble. Know be that, nimble. Know that the industry is going to change, and that yep. festivals are going to change, and that yes, conferences are going to change, and they could change the week that you're there. You might man. show up, and there's a giant quarter and a big Dorito machine. <laughs> Whatever, man, it could happen. <laughs> you need to be ready. Be ready to rise to that occasion. Exactly of right. the thirty foot Dorito three stage. story <laughs> Dorito exactly. stage. But here's the thing: whatever it is, be passionate, be organized. Be professional. And remember, you got this. We got your back.